What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Andrew. I got Brandon here with me, like always. Swag. <laughs> Thank you for checking out our views on the sidelines. You just heard me in the beginning right now not being able to talk because I'm dying inside yep. a little bit. Me and Brandon. Um, our good buddy old pal, Joey. Just and baseball us. analyst. Huh? Our baseball analyst. And our baseball analyst, sorry. Uh, he just put us through the workout of a lifetime and, um, I'm dying right now. How are you feeling there? Big guy. We see my ex. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Makes sense. We got a lot to talk about today. A lot happened, especially this first subject. I'm really, I really, really want to talk about it. It's been on my mind lately. So, um, so Brandon, what you got for me today? Big guy. Today on views, on views, we have. Views. Is the NFL in trouble after to a scary injury? <laughs> what a guy. I love that. I love that for us. Oh. See what happens when I think about my ex? Oh, what a guy. Anyway, so so for those who don't know, Tua got a pretty, pretty um, intense injury on Sunday night. Um, Actually, no, it wasn't Sunday night. It was Thursday night. They had the Thursday game, but it started Sunday. So we got to backtrack real quick. So Tua was going against the Bills Sunday, uh, last week on week three. Um, he got a, he got hit pretty hard, and when you watch him get up, the first thing he does is grab his head, right? Immediately, that should be a concussion. Yeah. Right? As soon as you grab his head, you know, it should be a concussion pro- concussion protocols should be taking place, and you got to pass some tests throughout the week to make sure you can play. But in order f- in order to get out of that concussion pro- protocol, if you don't say it's your head and you say it's like your back or your ankle or something, you could get out of that even though your head was involved on the play. So that's the first thing he said when he came out the sidelines. Just said, "Oh, my back! Like I hurt my back on that play. Like oh. when I fell." So the NFL and first off, the NFL was in attendance. Like the commissioner, he's seen the play. Like he should have kind of been like, like, get him out. Like yo, like we need to put him through that protocol. So they let it. They let him play. And mind you, from Sunday to Thursday, it's only like four days, Mm -hmm. right? And that's a huge. That is a big, big issue, especially with concussion protocols, like. If you got a concussion and you're not cleared yet and played in another game on Thursday. That could be bad. Deadly. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. He took a shot and you just see him immediately, his hands seize up and it just looks like some the worst thing that happened to him. Yeah. And this goes on the NFL because now you put this man's career in jeopardy. Because I know he walked, he, first off, I got a problem with the Dolphins. He gets a concussion, right? Well, well then. What the hell is you doing, buddy? He had the he had the Bang Bros still on. Yeah, Bang Bros on it out. What the hell is this nonsense? That's that football four player. Oh, type of it's corn. the damn ESPN thing. Don't lie, bro. That's Johnny Sins acting like Tua. And he's about to get it down. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for those uh, for that interruption. Very unprofessional. Very unprofessional. Excuse. <laughs> How dare I? <laughs> Anyways. Goddamn ads on ESPN, man. Get out of here. 
peeing. That's what I'm watching. That's the cover up. <laughs> Do you want to see my computer? No, I don't want to see filthy watching. What a guy. Anyways, so I got a problem with the Dolphins. All right, so first off, you see him Sunday. You see him get off the field and immediately grabs his head. If I was the head coach, I would not let him play. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, okay, you're hurt. Your back hurts and stuff. Just take Thursday off. But I understand the pressure. I get it. As a player, you know, athletes could all kind of sense this. Um, when there's pressure, especially when you're a hot team, you know, you're 3-0, and you just beat the Bills, and now you're going into Thursday night, you could possibly be 4-0, and and take control of the AFC conference altogether. You know, you want to play. And obviously, you want your star quarterback there. But to put your quarterback through this injury is unheard of. Like, it's unnecessary. Selfish. Yeah. And then, you know, they were playing Cincinnati that Thursday. So, they helicopter him off, go to Cincinnati Hospital, right? They cleared him. But... Even if they clear you, you shouldn't be on an airplane, but they fly him back with the team. Hmm. And for me, I just feel like that's just dumb. Like, I get it. Like, they cleared you and stuff. Like, yo, like, you're good to go. But it doesn't mean your head doesn't fucking hurt. Like, yeah. Like, have you been on an airplane with your with a headache and you try to fly? I was like, hungover. Does that count? Yeah. Oh, okay, whatever. Like, the pressure going up, like, when you take off is immense. Like, you just feel like you're about to get your head popped. Jesus. And my issue is with this team is just kind of like, you guys are putting this team in, je- like, his career in jeopardy. Because now not only him, um, I don't know if you've seen that movie with Will Smith, Concussion. No, you know, dude. the doctor, the doctor that he's portraying on that movie. He's actually, I can't say his name, so that's why I'm putting it like that. Because he's some Nigerian dude. Uh, but he's he actually looked at Tua, and he said, and he told him like, "Yo, you should think about retiring right now." Already, and he's a young kid, and he barely got the starting job. He's about his third year in, third year, fourth year in, and he's a young kid with some talent. But now the team and the NFL put his life and his career at jeopardy, mm-hmm. and that's my whole problem with this. Like. Legitly, what my problem is. I hate it, everything about that guy. So, how do you see to a future? What a guy. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, he could continue to play. I mean, obviously, it's a big, big conversation that he's going to have to have. If he can play, if he will play, um, if it's safe for him to play. Because mm-hmm. I understand, like, obviously, he's playing the sport that he loves to play, but. If if it's going to take his life at one point or going to make it hard for him to live after, would you really take that risk? Like, what if he has a family and stuff? Like, you know. How much is how much has he gotten paid to? Like, it's on his rookie deal, so it's not that that much yet. Yeah, I wouldn't quit. <laughs> I'm not quitting. Tell it gave me 200 mil. I, I would, if that was too hard. No, I'm not quitting. I'll put it like this. If I was Tua, sure, I retire, but I'm suing you for my future contract. Like You're going to pay me that for the rest of my life. 
Because he was, he, honestly, he, you want to know how much he was assigned for? I'll tell you right now. Because Lamar, so it's going to be based off Lamar Jackson's deal, right? He's coming up, and he's about, he's probably going to get, like, $310 million guaranteed. Jesus. Tua's probably going to go get 340 guaranteed. Because it's not about how good you are. It's just about what the next guy got, if you're the starter. Mm-hmm. That's the going rate. Like, the NFL is not really about, like, what you've done. Not like NBA contracts. Uh, NBA contracts, they're really based off what you've done. You know, NFL contracts, they're based off what the other guy got. So, he probably get like 340. That's not enough. So, I'd sue for that contract and stretch that out for a lifetime. And then, you know, do that route. But I, Tua doesn't, from the conversations I'm seeing and what I'm hearing, it doesn't sound like he could play. Which is sad. That sucks. But hopefully, hopefully he can run some more tests and then he can say that he can play. But it doesn't look too great right now. That's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's young, bro. So is the protocol for head uh, head injuries outdated then? I believe so. I believe so. Because they're kind of like it's it's a guess. It's like they're guessing whether it is a you know like concussion or not. Because something similar similar happened to Pat Mahomes about a couple of years ago, which he took a. That's probably where they all got big heads. Yeah, Pat Mahomes got big heads. Bro. Yeah, dude, all these guys. Two, have big two has heads. a big head too. Yeah, Looks see. like a little bit, a little bit like Joey. You know, short, wide-bodied, just bigger head. <laughs> you know, and then boom, he's got. Yeah. Are you confident, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I love the voice. <laughs> I love it. But um, so some similar, obviously, uh, something similar happened to Patrick Mahomes, right? But he slid, took a shot, and he kind of stumbled getting up, right? So with the first thing you think of when you see somebody stumble trying to get up is concussion, you know, concussion head injury. But they took him out the game and never let him back, right? And and this was a playoff game. That's smart, though, at least. Right, that's a smart... It, I believe in that. Like, mm-hmm. I believe that regardless of whatever it is, if it's not a head, head, head injury or if it is, take them out either way. Yeah. Like, lose the wrist, fuck it, live to fight another day, like, you'll be fine. Yeah. You know? Like, that's what I think it should be. Like, right now, like, it's kind of guessing, like, okay, we'll leave him in. Or, oh, no, we'll not leave him in. Yeah. Like, there should be people designated... To seeing that, like on the field of play, and regardless of what happening, they should step up and be like, "I oh, know, take him out. He needs to, he needs to sit out for the rest of the game and go from there." Yeah, that's what I honestly feel like should happen. Word, son, word. But you know, I mean, the NFL looks really bad. They already been looking bad for the past couple, like five years. The NFL, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're. You know, he's t- Roger Goodell. He's a commissioner of the NFL and he's taking some punches right now. And well, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, man. They're, they got a. He doesn't make $45 million a year for nothing. That's all he makes? That's all. Oh, I don't know how much he makes. That's fucking trash. Well, you know. To be in charge of the whole thing and you only make $45 million, that's trash. Yeah, bro, because he's. You know, he's like employed. 
by the owners. That's still trash. Right, but like, you know, that's just how much. I mean, I'm. You know, what? I'm, I'm pretty really sure. Gonna, I'm, I'm pretty gonna, sure the teams are worth billions. Yeah, the Cowboys are worth four point five. So, so you know what I mean? Like that is trash, bro. I am not. And they sell all their gay merch everywhere, so it's like, bro, pay more. What did you say? They sell all that gay ass merch everywhere, bro. I see. I saw it at a fucking Seven oh, Eleven the other day. Shit. He makes uh, $63 million a year. That's not enough. If I'm taking flack for everything and I'm responsible, not even. Oh, money. he takes some. Uh, I need more money than that. Fuck that. Yeah, he takes some. Uh, takes some shots. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm needing more money than that. Nothing less than 150. <laughs> I think that's how much the NFL makes a year. They don't make 150 million a year. There's no way they make way more than that. Ticket sales, merch, sponsorships. There's no way. Surprised. Nah, dude. Like NFL, nah, they just destroy the NFL, period. It's just boring anyway. What? You got some problems, dude. It's boring, dude. You're just mad that Joey killed you right now. No, the NFL was... I said this the other day when you guys were watching the games. It's just boring as hell. They run for like three seconds and then you got to wait for them to throw the ball again. Get the fuck out of here. That's boring, dude. You know, this is like the worst... Possible thing I could have on a podcast, on a sports podcast. You understand that, right? Yeah, but I'm not a sports dude. I made that clear since we started doing the podcast. All right, touche. <laughs> All right, what's the next one, dude? That's like the banter right there. What a guy. <laughs> Let's get into week four recap. <laughs> the disappointing losses. <laughs> oh my god! All right. First up, losses. the Rams. The Rams. All right, I'm gonna talk about the Rams real quick. Rams last lo- Rams lost last night. I record these on Tuesday, so Monday. Oh yeah, you guys said it was games yesterday, huh? Yes, there was a game yesterday. It's like fifty games a day. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, see, they make money. We love it. Anyways, yeah, they probably didn't. I don't even know how much the NFL makes, but that's a different conversation for another day. Rams, I got a problem with you guys. Oh. I took you guys to possibility to make the Super Bowl. Oh. And you guys suck. You guys only put up nine points yesterday. <laughs> nine points. How many is it? Like seven per touchdown? Uh, six, six a touchdown, extra point. So technically, you call it seven. That's what I said. But some teams go for go for two. Yeah, if you punt, you get eight. What? The punt, right? No, the point. The punt's not a. Yeah. Well, I try. <laughs> then you got a field goal, which is three points. Oh, there you go. That thing. But that's different. I tried. You tried. Anyway, so Rams only got to nine. I mean, personally, the Rams, they got some issues going on right now. They don't look the same. Matt Stafford is not playing too par. I think he's regressing back to what he used to play like in Detroit. Uh, Cooper Cup isn't playing the best either. So It's a funny name. Cooper Cup? I think um, last year when everybody was calling him like the best receiver in the league, there's, I get it. He had the best statistical year of the league, you know, getting the triple crown. Yeah. But he was never the best receiver in the league, and this is why. Uh-huh. Like, I get it. Your team is struggling, but you should be able to help navigate through it. Like, being 2-2 two and two right now, 
Being two and two right now is not the best for being the defending champs, especially even though like you guys have won two games, those two wins aren't that impressive. Like you beat you beat the Cardinals who weren't who aren't that great. They don't look ter- they don't look good at all. And then you beat the Falcons team that almost came back and won. So what I mean is like they don't look impressive, and they don't look like the team that just won a Super Bowl. So they need to get something together. Maybe they're missing. Maybe they're missing OBJ, um, Odell Beckham Jr. You know, another receiver out there, another you know, another playmaker. Maybe they're missing him because he was a lot in that offense, even though he came halfway through the season. So. I think they need to get some a new a newer look. But right now, to lose to the 49ers, especially in the way that you did, just kind of shows that you guys look like you guys do not want it this way. And it's Damn. upsetting. All right, who's next one? Next up, the Bucks. Buccaneers. Tom Brady. I'm not even mad at Tom Brady. Tom Brady actually played Is his a- girl leaving him. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a whole different thing, bro. I feel bad for him. Actually, I don't even feel bad for him, bro. Like, you know, just stay home already. Yeah, dude. You already got an offer from fucking Fox. What the fuck are you still doing on the field, dude? You're done. Like, I would have been three. What is it? Three hundred? Three hundred thirty million. Yeah. What the fuck am I doing playing football at that point? Dude, dude? that contractor is worth more than what he's made throughout the. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's stupid. God, dude. I just stay home. Then I would. I. So Tom Brady actually played a decent game, right? You know, he didn't. This is like he's one of his better games that he's played all season. Like he had a struggling time to get over past twenty points, but this time he actually gotten over that. Like he threw for three eighty five. He threw for three eighty five and three touchdowns. So it wasn't terrible. Like obviously three eighty five. Three tubs, no interceptions. Really great. But his QBR was only a 73, which that's a quarterback rating, which kind of rates their performance throughout the game, right? Like their decisions, their throws, and, you know, there's just their, all the stats put together, kind of. And I just, you know, Tom in this, in this Patriots team, uh, Buccaneers team, they're kind of, they're offensively wise, they are struggling. I feel like Tom Brady's going to ruin his, his legacy in this, this season. Uh, his legacy is set in, set in stone, bro. Like, there's no chance. Uh, I mean. The seven Super Bowls, bro? Like, seven. Yeah, but you're going to, your last year, you're going to just look like mad shit. Nah. That That's not, it's like a rapper retiring and dropping a shitty album. Nah, bro, it's not that. Yes, it is. Fuck that. Yes, sir. Can I just chime in for a second? What's up, bro? This is Joey, by the way. Yeah, how you doing, buddy? Are you aware that um, Tom Brady and what's his wife name, Giselle or whatever, might be filing for divorce? Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah, that yeah. could be the reason why they're falling apart, the Bucks. Possibility. You know what? Like, I I honestly believe that. Like, let's... Your speak. cheeks are leaving you, bro? Yeah, no, especially I those. be more hype because if you're already being negative towards me, I might be coming back. And then realizing I have this much money and 300 mil waiting, I'm clapping everything else I wanted to clap when I was with you. 
Bro, they're, you're downgrading everything, bro. How? It's the Victoria's Secret model, bro. So the fuck what? There's like 10,000 of them. Fuck but, all the rest of them. But she's the head one. She's the one with the wings, bro. Like, you know, when you walked out, when you watched that Victoria's Secret. They don't Secret, even fuck, eat. Dude, I'm going off topic, but I don't even care. When you watch that, you know, Victoria's Secret model runway show, she's the last one with the wings fucking ballered out. She That's probably her. lands on his big ass forehead. Who cares? <laughs> that man won. His that forehead, man's winning. His forehead is a runway? Probably. This is not the direction I was going with. Um, I was just wondering if that would play a role in why the Bucks are. Yeah, I know I know you okay. were. I know you just, were, but I, you know him. You know how he is. It's not on a tangent, but Yeah. But I understand. So yeah, I actually think that's a bigger issue because for will, him that to that will fuck you up though. Like if your wife is leaving you, you're yeah. you're mentally you're not gonna be fully into the game. Right. Because especially now because like he's actually taking um he has times off on Wednesdays. Like he takes Wednesdays off from practice. Like, he'll miss yeah. it for a veteran day, like, for him, since he's been there forever. Yeah, yeah. So, I feel like that is getting to him. And, like, the saying, the old saying goes, like, I could bring work home, but I can't, you know, bring you home to work. Like, because it's easier to, like, because if you bring work home, that means, like, you could talk about it. Your wife could kind of calm you down and relax you and oh, stuff yeah, like that, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. But if you bring your home problems to work, you're going to fuck cry up work. in practice. Like, no. you're going to fuck up. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see how this is affecting him. But in also, the injuries that are to the on the Bucks right now, for offensively-wise, are really, really much giving him a hard time, too. Damn. Like, he's missing, obviously, Gronk's not there. You know, Gronk retiring really hurt. Because that's like a safety valve tied in for him and a receiver another target. Uh, Godwin, he just came back and he's trying to get back in stride. Obviously, you still have Mike Evans there. Mike Evans is still that guy. You know, he goes to eight catches for 103 yards. I mean, he's still and two touchdowns. But the rest of the guys that he's throwing to are just, you know, just guys out there. Like, he goes early to the stadium and just picks a random bunch of guys and be like, yo, come suit up. Like, so that's what I'm saying. And then he picks up Cole Beasley, you know, off the couch to go play and start in the game. I got problems with Cole Beasley because he sucks. But there's some other issues. But offensively, like, I understood, like, offensively they're going to struggle. But the defensive side of this, this game that they lost against to um, the Chiefs is a bigger issue. Because they gave up 180 yards rushing to a team that doesn't run the ball. Like, that's insane to me. Like, the Bucks are, like, coming into this game, like, they were the number one defense coming in. But then you let a Chiefs team that doesn't really like to run the ball. They mm-hmm. don't. Like, because they got Patrick McHolmes, why would you? But you let, you let both, you let, you know, Edwards Alaire go for 92. You let Pacheco, some rookie, go for 63. I mean, you just let all these guys just go from nuts, you know, and end up gaining 189 yards, bro. Like, I, I'm i baffled for this defense. So I don't know. I mean, the Bucks are in trouble. And then 
Tom is definitely in trouble. So we got to, you know, he's got to tighten some things up over there. Well, Who's the last team for that game? The Ravens. <sighs> the Ravens, I'm not even mad about the players and how they played. I'm really mad about the coaching decisions on that team. Uh, the Ravens, coached by Harbaugh. Um, he has a tendency of going for it, going on, you know, fourth downs or two-point conversions when he doesn't need to. So, I'm going to paint the scenario for you. So, you're going against the Bills. You're at home. Are you home? Yeah. You're at home. And the scenario is, like, you're going to... I, it's just so dumb to me. That's why I'm struggling right now. You're up. You're up by three. Actually, no. You wanted, you're tied. You want the touchdown because you're afraid that Josh Allen could chase down the field and go get a touch, touchdown, right? So you want to force them to get a touchdown instead of just getting a field goal, like if that makes sense. Because if I force you to go get a touchdown, that means you're going to make a mistake. Yep. But if I could, if I only go up by three, you could take some shots and be like, you know what? I just need to get in field goal range. That's it. I just don't need to just score. So instead of taking the field goal and putting the trust back in your defense, you end up going for it and try to go get a touchdown. And the worst thing possible that could happen is throwing a pick in the end zone. Right, because now, not only did you throw the interception, and not only do they get the ball, but now they get the ball in the twenty. So now they get a great shot of, you know, scoring a touchdown if they want to, which they did. They drove down the field, got a field goal, won the game, and that comes down to the coaching. I'm just like, let alone like, let alone kicking the field goal. Let's say you do want the touchdown. You go to Lamar and be like, look, worst case scenario, throw the ball away. Right? You're up already. You're gonna force this, you're gonna force this overtime, throw the ball away. They're gonna start on the two yard line. And then defense just have to play defense and shut them down. But no, you call this passing play, which it's not what you guys do. You guys are the best run offense in the league right now. Be probably behind 49ers, but it's a toss up between the Ravens and the 49ers. But you guys need to do what you guys do best and run the ball. You guys don't want to run the ball. You want Lamar to try to throw the ball in, which he's progressed as a passer, but he's not there yet. And then he ends up throwing the pick. And then causes this entire thing. So it's not really how they played because the Ravens actually played a really good game against Josh Allen and that Bills team. But I think it's the coaching decisions throughout that entire game just kind of wears on them and you end up losing the game. So that's just, those are the three teams I think are kind of disappointing right now. Yeah, what's next? Bro? The impressive teams. The impressive. Starting with the Eagles. Eagles, all right. Look, 
for me to talk about the Eagles right now is like blasphemy because I'm a Cowboy fan. So I'm gonna keep it this short and simple. Uh, but the Eagles are actually—they actually look really good. I mean, Jalen Hurts is playing at a level that I wish my quarterback was playing at. Dak Prescott. Um, he's taking those strides. He's getting better as a thrower. He's always been a good runner. Um, he has those also leadership tangibles that a quarterback needs. And uh, plus, his offense is just fit just for him. Like that offensive line is really good. Like they could run the ball. Um, yeah, the offensive line is really good. Uh, there, his receivers that he's throwing to right now, they're amazing. You know, you got AJ Brown, you got Devontae, you got Devontae Smith. Sorry. Um, like they're just playing out of their minds, and they're playing so good right now. And defensively wise, like they're not the best, but that front four. That front D line is really great, and they could go at they could go get after any quarterback, and they're gonna be really good going deep in the playoffs. But we're gonna see if this is just like a hot start, if they peak too early, or we're gonna see if they can sustain this going forward. So that's my thing about the Eagles. I think the Eagles are really actually really really good right now. They're the only undefeated team right now in the NFL, so that says a lot. What about Buffalo? Buffalo. Obviously, the Bills, to me, uh, I think they're the favorites right now going. Yeah, I think they're the favorites right now, still the favorites going to the Super Bowl. Um, I know they have a couple of losses already, which is which is fine. Not everybody's going to go undefeated. Uh, you know, 3-1, they're actually really good. Josh Allen, Josh Allen's playing at a level that's amazing. Uh, he's playing at not at a you know MVP level, but he's playing at a level where he could make a serious push in the playoffs, which you which you need. And just my only thing about the Bills is kind of like the inconsistencies. That they have, like they'll go like drives where they don't score. They'll ring up like three or four drives where they don't score. Uh, but that kind of happens in a game where, you know, you just can't, you lose your rhythm. So I think that if they could just clean that up, they're gonna be great. But I think all around they're great, offensively wise, defensively wise, they're just one of the best teams right now in the NFL. And the Chiefs. Chiefs, uh, another team in the AFC right now. They look really good. Um, they look really good offensively. Defensively, I got questions. Um, I don't know if they're going to sustain their level that they're playing at right now. Just on the defensive side of the ball. But offensively-wise, with pa- Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid over there calling plays, I just feel like they're that offense will carry them far. And this kind of debunks what they debunks the whole. Oh, Patrick Mahomes gonna struggle without Tyreek Hill. Like, yes, it would make the offense a lot easier if he was on that team, but it just kind of shows that they don't need him there, and which is really actually really good. So, he's a, he's another Super Bowl favorite team, I think. But I still got the Bills going to the Super Bowl winning. That's just me. 
All right, buddy, let's switch it up to NBA. The NBA predictions. Teams taking the next step. Who's next? So, give me a couple teams in the NBA. Memphis and New Orleans. Memphis, New Orleans. So, Memphis. Memphis is that team that... I think they're too... They got good really quick. So, they don't know what to do yet. You know, they're really young. Um... Yeah, so they're really young still. John Morant's so young. Like, he's so... They're out there just playing to have fun. Um, But I really think Memphis, especially with, like, their young talent, could really give problems in the West. Like, they're going to knock a team off that's not supposed to be off, or they're going to make... Or they could possibly make it to the Western Conference Finals. Um... If they can, yeah, I feel like they could make it to the Western Conference Finals this year just because of the fact that John Morant's going to be playing at a level all-time high, and they picked up some really good three-point shooters. They picked up Danny Green, and, you know, they need a player like that, a veteran who's been there and who could shoot a three and who could space out the floor for John Morant. So... I'm excited for Memphis. I really am. And for New Orleans, Zion comes back. And Zion looks like he's in the best shape of his life. Finally. Uh, He looked like he slimmed down. He's still at like 270. But, you know, it's better than him being at like 330. You know. And hopefully he can stay healthy. That's his big thing. I mean, if that team can stay healthy... With him, Brandon Ingram, and CJ McCollum there, that's going to be a dangerous team. Like, they're going to cause some problems. And I'm really excited how that team looks like. So I, that's why I got Memphis and New Orleans there. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. And the final favorites, Warriors. I think the Warriors are going to be the favorites coming out. Uh, I don't think they put out the predictions yet. But I think... I got the Warriors going to the finals. Um, even though I would hope the Lakers go there first. But I just, for the Lakers, I guess I don't believe in that team right now. Like, I don't know if it fits. They We have like seven point guards and we still have Russell Westbrook there. And it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but the Warriors, I just feel like that that structure they have there is just built for winning. And then I think some teams are going to be dropping off and taking some, you know, hits like uh, Boston's going to take a step back because they're going to lose their coach for the year. Um, I think the Mavericks may take a step back because they lost some pieces. So I think they're going to be scrambling to try to find some. Um, The Suns are going to take a huge step back, I think. Um, just because of the fact that the whole Deontay Aiton thing, DeAndre Aiton and whatever's happening over there. Um, but, yeah, I got the Warriors going. I just feel like they're just a more complete structured team right now that could actually win one as we speak. But I'm going to tell everybody right now, if I change my pick, I can because this is still preseason and the season hasn't started yet.
Right now. All right, buddy. It's that time. It's that big fella. NBA Top 50. Oh, see. Number 28. John Stockton. <laughs> I can't get over the voice. John Stockton, okay? I took two weeks to really think about these two. Two weeks. It took like two weeks, bro. I was struggling out here. You know how hard this is? It's been a week. Has it been a week? Since we've been the pod? No, bro, but I didn't do the top 50 for two. You didn't do it for... Joe's. That's it. Oh, the last one. We, well, we did 30 and, 30, uh, 30 and 20 on the last one. We didn't do 30 and 20 on the last one. That was two episodes ago. What did we do on the last episode? Remember I was talking about all NFL? I don't know. I thought you did a top 50. I didn't do a top 50 last episode. Anyway, John Stockton. Go over his accolades real quick. He is a Hall of Famer. He's a two-time steal champ. He is a nine-time assist champion. He's an 11-time All-NBA player. He's a five-time All-Defensive player. He is the 92-93 All-Star MVP, and he was part of the 75th anniversary team. And he's also the the all-time assist leader, which is a big thing because no one's going to go get that record. Nobody. Like, I'm willing to tell you where that number is right now, and it's insanely, like, impressive where he put that number at. But John Stockton is has been one of those players that's kind of like, you know, he's a true definition of a point guard. Like, when you look up a point guard, it's a picture of him because he's the perfect for it. So his career, so back to his assists real quick, his career assists is at 15,806. And no one's going to go get that. I think the closest one is... It's not magic. I don't even know who's second. But he's like second place is like 5,000 assists short. And he's retired. But John Stockton is the perfect pure point guard. Like he's, he could do everything. He could shoot the ball. He could score if he needs to. Obviously, he could assist very well because there's a lot of 11, 10 assist games. There's a lot of, 15, 14 of his assist games. Like, this guy was really special because of his ability to see the floor and be able to put passes in spots where only his guy could get it. It's either he's going to get it or he's going to go out of bounds. Like, it's no chance for a steal. And he's very underrated as a defender as well. Like, he's very good at, you know, poking the ball out, getting steals and stuff like that. Like, he's not going to sit there and lock you up. But if you put the ball out too far, like he's he's gonna go get it. Um, everybody's really his claim to fame is losing twice to Jordan in the finals, uh, back to back years, in '95 and '96. Uh, no, not '96. Uh, '96 and '97, I believe. Um, you know, obviously that Last Dance documentary that about Jordan, they talk about this Utah team. And that Utah team with him and Carl uh, Malone, which Carl Malone's going to be up there pretty soon. Um, that team was very impressive because when you look at it and you break it down, it's very simplistic. It's legit just pick and rolls and kind of backdoor screens. But they dominated, they kind of dominated the West like that. 
you know, him, Carl Malone, and just a plethora of, you know, role players there. He just kind of just took over the West for, for a while, for those two years. But they couldn't win because, obviously, you're running into Jordan. And Jordan is just that guy. Not my GOAT. But I don't know where he's going to be on this list, though. But he's just that guy. And for John, he's always had that. He couldn't get to the finals and win for him. And it's always been a problem. But when you look at who he's been going against, it's kind of like a reason why he hasn't. Because he's going up against some teams that, you know, that's really great. He ran into some rocket teams with Elijah Wan a lot for the Western Conference uh, Finals. You know, and Elijah Wan is just too much to handle for Carl Malone and, you know, for that Utah bigs that they have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, John Stockton, like I kind of said earlier, he's just the perfect point guard that you want to be like when you are a point guard. Like a little bit of everything, you know, the ability to shoot outside, the ability to score inside, the mid-range, to play good defense, to assist the ball very well. And to do all the, you know, to be a tough, you know, dirty, not dirty in the sense of he's a dirty player, but like do the dirty work there. Like, you know, dive on the ball, dive on the floor for the ball, whatever you need to do. Uh, But John... We'll go down as obviously he's the lead assist assist leader right now. No one's gonna go get it. You're gonna have to see a guy who who's gonna average about twenty assists a game. Cause this guy averaged ten assists a game to get to that number. So John Stockton at twenty eight. Um feel pretty comfortable with him there. Uh obviously he has no ring, sadly, but he probably was like one of those guys, like one of the best guys to not have a ring. Uh, but his teammate may have a fight for that, but we'll see how it goes. But, you know, who's next at 27? But Number 27, you have Kevin Garnett. <clears throat> Kevin Garnett. <sighs> Kevin Garnett. The big ticket. Big ticket himself. All right. Kevin Garnett is one of those guys who gets lost in the shuffle when you talk about power forwards. Because, honestly, we, I honestly don't know why he does. Because when you think about power forwards, you really think of Carl Malone, you know, Charles Barkley, Tim Duncan, you know, you say, like, Anthony Davis now, like, you know, Kevin Garnett gets lost in the shuffle. But people don't understand how really good he was. Like, this dude was a monster. So let me let me break this down for you. So obviously, he's on the Hall of Fame. He's a 15-time All-Star. He came in out of high school, right? My, so he came in when he was 18. Same, same draft class as Kobe, I believe. Uh, he came at the same time. He was a four-time rebound champ. He's a 2008 NBA champion. He should have been the finals MVP for that, but that's a whole different story. He's a nine-time All-NBA player. He's He was part of the 
95-96 all-rookie team. He's a 12-time all-defensive team. He's an all-star MVP in 2002. In 2003, he won the regular MVP. Regular season MVP. Uh, in, in 20... I'm sorry, 2007, he won the Defensive Player of the Year Award, and he's part of the NBA Top 75 team. So, this guy is a... He's a baller. He's a hooper. Like, he is very, very underrated about what he can do and what he does on a team. Because a lot of the time, when he was in Minnesota, he was the only guy there. And he was running into Shaq. He was running into, you know, Tim Duncan. He's running into these monsters out west that he couldn't beat by himself, especially on Minnesota. So he spent about, you know, nine seasons there in Minnesota, the better part of his career there. But he was a, you know, a league MVP there. He was making all-star teams. And he was just, he was do, he was the guy. You know, he's averaging about 17 points a game, but I feel like that 17 points is a little bit watered down because towards the end of his career, he was just on the team not playing. So it's more, I think it's more like 22, 23 points a game. But he was averaging 10 rebounds a game, and he was actually pretty efficient at 49% from the field. So... And he could do it all. You talk about hitting a mid-range, you know, being able to get back to the basket, get into, you know, any move that he wants to get to, you know, being able to play defense, being intense. That was his thing. He would, he was really good at playing the, the mind game with you. Like the, you know, he'll talk smack. He'll do whatever he needs to do to get you out of your game. And nine times out of ten, he's able to do it. Like, he's able to get you to swing on him or get you to fight or whatever the case may be, whatever he needs to do. And and so what I said earlier about him being the finals MVP when he in 2008, you know, they gave that finals MVP to Paul Pierce, but the only reason was because of the fact that he's been with Boston the entire time. So it was kind of like a hometown thing. But he wasn't... Paul Pierce wasn't the best player on that team. Kevin Garnett was. And Kevin Garnett proved it because of the fact that he single-handedly kind of dominated that series against a Kobe team with Powell, Lamar Odom, um, Derek Fisher, you know, things like that. Like, he kind of mold, he, he dominated that game. Like, he dictated what, what was going to happen. And... He's very underrated as a power forward and because of all the other names I've said. But I got him here at 27. Um, He only has the one ring. I mean, if I if he had maybe one more or maybe another MVP, I'd probably put him up higher. But right now I got him comfortable at 27. Because sooner or later, sooner or later, you're gonna hear about some other players I've got whose whose accolades aren't as great as him, but their playoff performances are, if that makes sense. So that's twenty seven. Um, any questions? We got to. Yeah. All right. 
But that is it for us today. Are we good on time? 48 minutes. More than I wanted it to be. Of course. You want it at like 20 minutes. Yeah. That'd be amazing for me. Who wants a 20-minute podcast? Like, what am I going to do? Well, how fast do you really want me to say in 20 minutes? You can fit all that in 20 minutes. You take like 20 minutes to describe every player on the top 50. Yeah, I do. Bro. That's why. I got to give a detailed strip description on who it is. Should do it PowerPoint style. <laughs> How the hell? What a guy. Just a suggestion. A PowerPoint. Yep. How the hell am I going to do a PowerPoint on the podcast? Just put dots and read out the line and then move on. Next slide. MVP this year, boom. This guy, David, boom. You got uh, rookies this year, boom. Okay, this year, and then just a PowerPoint, line by line. And then we just show pictures or whatever the PowerPoint does. It's easy. Just draw the pictures and show them up on the camera. Draw the picture. Yeah. <laughs> PowerPoint. But that is it for us today. Um, do us a favor, go follow the podcast for us. On Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcast, sorry. Apple Music is why. <laughs> I'm tired. All my blood's not in my head right now. I'm going to play your logo. Oh, dude, that sounds good. Um, we're also going to be on Pocket Cast soon. I don't even know what that is. I don't know either, but it's another platform. A lot of people use it. Uh, we're going to be on that pretty soon. Uh, also, go follow us on Twitter. Change the name. It's going to be at views underscore sidelines. It makes more sense. Uh, follow the Instagram page. Subscribe on YouTube as well. Share. Share it. Give us five stars. And uh, tell your sports friends and family to come listen to my podcast if you want to hear me and Brandon argue about how long the podcast should be. I'm um, always right about it, too. Huh? I'm always right about it, No, too. you're not. Yes, dude. I am. No. All right. <laughs> what a guy. But Brandon, I do appreciate you and everything you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really do. Uh, but appreciate our fans here. Um, Joey. <laughs> uh, Joey. Appreciate our fans. And I appreciate the viewers too that are sticking around with us and watching us from week to week. I really do appreciate you guys. But uh, that's it for us. And we'll see you guys next week. Swag. <laughs>